I thought we had enough money for a good tree. Homer, is there something you're not telling us? It is 6.31 p.m. in Montreal. The moon is waxing tonight. What's that? Uh, woohoo! Maggie's talking! Hmm. You wasted our money on something extravagant for yourself. There's a trickle-down theory here. If I'm happy, I'm less abusive to the rest of you. No, Dad. This time you were just plain selfish. I am not returnable. <laughs> I will be testing my smoke alarm for the next three hours. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we're here to review the seventh episode of the 15th season. It is episode FABF02. It is Tis the 15th season. I am Dando. I am Guy, and yes, it felt a little weird looking at a Christmas story with, uh, what, nine months to go before the uh, the happiest, uh, the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. We, we managed to work through it, didn't we, Dando? We certainly did. This episode originally aired in mid-December of 2003, so at least it aired around about Christmas time, so at least when you originally watched it, it would have felt right. Um, I, I was actually quite excited going into this, because I had absolutely no recollection of this special at all, and I'm, you know, I've made it no secret that I'm a, a big fan of the Christmas specials of The Simpsons. <laughs> this one, I will say that there was just the version of Homer in this episode that I just kind of thought, ah, yeah, this really is season 15 Homer. But on the whole, it was a perfectly acceptable Christmas special. I think that's the very best way you could put it, Dando. Um, to quote a line from uh, from the episode itself, isn't it sufficient? It was just things like when Homer goes, you know, if I'm happy, I'm less abusive to you. I was like, ugh. That's season 15, Homer, if I've ever heard it. It is. And look, I think that's actually a pretty funny line. And under different circumstances, maybe under less familiar yeah. circumstances, you'd probably go, hey... Not bad. That kind of, you know, gets to uh, to the core of the character. But I'm sorry, I'm just looking for my actual note here. But yeah. uh, the uh, the the point I'm making is like, uh, we've seen this before. Uh, yes, I think we've seen uh, this before many many times. Yeah, I was, when, when those Flanders was being jealous, I was like, so it's Homer loves Flanders all over again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, Nutty! <laughs> I, I found the line I was looking for yeah. where I think Marge said to Homer, you've made that promise before, and I've written down, yes, you have made that promise before <laughs> numerous times. Uh, and on top of that, there's fun selfishness. I mean, I think, you know, we enjoy occasionally watching a character who is who doesn't have the other characters best interest at heart or looks out only for themselves. That can be entertaining and fun and humorous and all that kind of stuff. But when you're playing the hits <laughs> so often that you, you yourself could play the hits, it becomes a, a bit of a drag. Now, this episode wasn't a total drag. I mean, it's it's well enough put together. I had a couple of really, I had some really funny moments, I thought. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of okay stuff in it and so even even some good stuff. But yeah, the bone, <laughs> the flesh is fine. The bones are starting to feel a little weary, if you know what mm. I mean. Yeah. I just, see, it's funny, with the, with the Homer being selfish story, right? So when, what he did with, with, with Lenny, that was very selfish. I didn't think him buying himself an extravagant present was, like, it was selfish, but like... It was more thoughtless how, than yeah, anything it's, it's like, how 
dare you spoil yourself, even despite the fact that you work all hard to put food on our table? How dare you use your Christmas bonus on yourself, you selfish man? I was like, not it, not it. Really? Well, it's, I suppose it is Christmas bonus, but it's it also kind bonus. of a windfall as well. I mean, it's like, t- yeah, take advantage of the <laughs> of this unexpected flush of cash. Buy, spend it on something pointless. That's yeah. There, there is no greater joy. Actually, no. There are plenty of greater joys in life than it. But it's a pretty big joy in life than spending not more money than you've got, <laughs> but a large amount of money on something that's completely frivolous. Well, I'm going to blow one of my favourite moments here. Oh <gasps> God, it's so unnecessary. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, that's me." When I'm buying like the giant ET that I have here in the studio, <laughs> it's so unnecessary. But every time I look at it, I'm, I smile. So. Mm. What are you going to do about it? It's, it's like at work, because, uh, you know, I work in pop culture, a lot of statues and toys and all that kind of shit. And quite often people sort of say, I can't believe they're spending that much money on this. I can't believe they're spending that much money on that. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, it's their money. They can spend it on whatever makes them happy. If that fucking statue in their living room makes them happy, more power to you. You go and do it, my friend. That's true. Like, I mean, I have not gone that far with the uh, with the collectible statues and the like, but I, you know, do have a few sort of pop vinyls. Those sex dolls are pretty expensive, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but <laughs> worth every penny. No, no. But, you know, I'll kind of look around it's like, hey, there's that um, there's that uh, original Darth Vader pop vinyl. Give me a little smile for just a yeah. few seconds, you know. I'm sorry, can I just say, what a plot twist that would be of all this time Love of Louise was just a sex doll that you've been referring to that you've been... <laughs> Terribly, terribly insulted on, on behalf of myself <laughs> and indeed the lovely Louise. Oh, oh man, that, that would be one hell of an ending to a movie. But anyway, continue. Yes, you see the Darth Vader pop. What a twist. Yeah. <laughs> you see what a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, little things like that just bring me joy. And I imagine that in some people, bigger things like that bring them even more joy. So yeah. yes, all for Homer blowing a bit of money on something completely useless and frivolous that I don't think he's even going to notice, spoiler, that Snake pinches it off the uh, car at the very end. I don't think he's going to mind at all. So, no. But it is a treat. Yes. Like they, like Dale Cooper said on Twin Peaks, every day give yourself a present. Hey, my favourite. So what were your favourite moments from the episode, Mr Davis? I was partial to a uh, bit of the wordplay. In mm-hmm. later parts of this episode, I, I did like Ned's philosophy about giving in this world, living in the next. It's like, oh, <laughs> you've summed up Christianity, sir. Well done. In a rhyme. I like Homer summing it up at the end as well. It was like, what does he say? On this day, a million years ago, a dude was born where we, we think it was magic. <laughs> Others don't. That's cool. But we're That's probably good. right. <laughs> I'd, I'd love him saying, I love it when Homer sort of slips into... Not kids speak, but teens speak. Like, and that's cool. <laughs> you, know, you don't hear Homer sort of talk like that too often. But when he does, I appreciate it. Um, I also like the, um, I believe it was Ken Brockman talking about uh, holding families at nice point. Yeah. <laughs> Got a good laugh out of that. And the whole bit, the whole bit with Buddha as well. <laughs> you know, Buddha on the run from the cops. <laughs> you better hope they never let me out. <laughs> I got your badge number. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, got, got a kick out of all those. How about you? I really liked the comic book guy's response to the car being put down. It's worth everything I've got. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, love this, I love this second everything. Like, just emphasize. Take whatever you need. <laughs> uh, I also really enjoy, as I said, the Oh God is Unnecessary. Todd saying he's jealous of girls because they get to wear clothes. One problem at a time, One my time. boy. <laughs> and Grandpa, because I remember this being on the, on the commercial. I always just thought it was a funny visual of... Throwing the thing at the, at the window, poof, snow falls on Grandpa. Oh, I heard you the first five times. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. You there, eating the paste. 
All right, before we get into our trivia, Mr. Davis, we need to read out our Patreon shoutouts because these are the people that we that are keeping the show on the air. It's brought to you by this podcast is brought to you by these following people: Jonathan Rossi, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, Zach Pruitt from the You Can't Disappoint a Podcast Community Podcast, Andrew Zer, Christopher Darby, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Jordan Molman, Richie, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer. Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Keith Nedham, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, and Declan Phoenix. Thank you so much, guys. Remember, if you are a $20 patient, you get to go into the monthly prize draw to potentially win yourself an officially licensed Stonecutter Stein. What a long list of heroes. I know, oh right? God. All right, trivia for Tis the 15th season. What have you got for me? How many candy canes were on Homer's ugly Christmas sweater? Wow, that's a really good question. I was pretty, ple- I was pretty pleased with that one. I'm going to say what that we could see, or was it what? Well, I don't know. I mean, I oh, let's go eight. <laughs> You're so wrong. <laughs> it was three. Ah, oh, three. Okay. My first question is: Who did the commentary on the Magnum PI DVDs? It was John Hilleman. Mm. Apparently, filming in Honolulu was a delight. It sure was. Yes. <laughs> I remember when getting TV show DVDs was like the peak of presents. It was like the greatest thing ever. Really was. I was talking about this with the lovely Louise, not a sex doll, by the other <laughs> the other way, the other day. Because um, I'm looking at... <laughs> I keep thinking that we're going to put this up on YouTube. So it's like, listeners behind me will see this. And it's like, oh, you can't, can you? Let me draw you a picture. Uh, but in my study where we're recording this, uh, my bookshelves are behind me and... In there are a lot of uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. And I've got like the box set of like the complete Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the complete Angel. Um, cool. All of Battlestar Galactica um, and a you know a bunch of other things. And I'm like, am I ever going to watch these again? <laughs> Do I really need them? Well, but Buffy and Angel are both on Disney Plus now. That's true. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, as I've said in the past, physical media because you never know when they're going to drag it away from the uh, from the streaming services or edit it. Plus, you get the commentaries from John Hillerman. That's true. His thoughts on Buffy are worth every cent. <laughs> and I'm thinking, eh, do I really need all of these? Is it time to divest myself of some of this clutter? Does Lovely Louise sometimes drop like subtle hints, like you ever watch these anymore? No, 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 no. no. She's she indulges my <laughs> my hoarding. They're the, they're the best kind of partners. <laughs> Indeed, yes. <laughs> the ones who don't try to change your bad yeah. habits. Uh, but yeah, sometimes think, do I really? I mean, I love Hannibal. Am I ever going to watch all three seasons again? Hopefully one day. <laughs> so yeah. TV shows on, on DVD or Blu-ray, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Here's the question though. You said you're going to rewatch Hannibal. When are you going to rewatch it? Will you get those DVDs off the shelf or will you first look to see if it's on a streaming service? That's a really good question because the the Blu-rays that I've got, I've got commentaries and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like, hmm, will I find out what Mads Mikkelsen and Hugh Dancy were actually thinking that day they were shooting that scene? Hmm, let's find out. Or will I just watch the episode? Yeah, because there have been occasions when I think I've watched a TV episode or I've gone to watch a TV episode that I actually have in physical form and I'm like, let's just go to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like when I go to um, the supermarket and I always try my best to go to an actual checkout with a with a human worker you know just mm, to, to pay, you know, keep the keep the job alive sometimes I'm just like fuck wait behind somebody I'm just going to go self serve I did precisely that yesterday because <laughs> every time I'm always like don't you work for Coles mate yeah. let work for you yep. <laughs> but 
you know, there was a queue and I had like two items. I'm like, you know, what the hell with this? Yeah. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> All right. My next question is, or your next question, sorry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We went off on a tangent. Man, I, I could talk about DVD. TV show DVDs all day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, for, yeah, tune in, listeners, to, um, yeah, talking TV talking on DVD all day, the new podcast <laughs> from the Four Finger Discount Network. Coming soon, hopefully never. Um, <laughs> TV, DVD, talking TV, DVD. Anyway, continue. Yeah, TV, TVD. Yeah, TVD, I like it, yeah. Oh, okay, let's workshop that after the show. All right, let's do it. Okay, uh, but in the meantime, my next question to you is, what is the name of the Rich People's Mall? Oh, shit. Sp- it's Springfield. Oh, it's, it's the name that, oh, the, uh, Heights. They always use Heights when it's Springfield Heights Promenade. <laughs> yes. Because- I'm, I'm giving Tanto a lot of visual <laughs> clues here. It's funny because my parents built a house, right? And it's essentially, it's in Bell Park, right? But it's on like the border of Bell Park and North and West. But it was a new estate, so it was Bell Park Heights. So for like the first year or two we moved there, it was like, oh, where do you live? Bell Park Heights. Everyone's like, where the fuck is Bell Park Heights? I'm like, it's just Bell Park. But we- I, rem- <laughs> I remember years ago I was up in Melbourne and there was some development in the CBD that they were calling the Upper West Side. And I'm like, get your fucking hand off it. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I would love to see you like genuinely angry with somebody get your fucking hand off it mate <laughs> just yelling at a billboard that's so Australian get your fucking hand off it <laughs> just, just flipping the bird <laughs> get <laughs> fucked <laughs> that's a great Australian get fucked was it, get was, fucked was, is a great Australian I don't what, think what, you hear what's it? the angel song get fucked no way get fucked fuck no off. way get fucked fuck off yeah that's it yeah because I don't think you hear it's as much in other countries. I don't I don't think I've ever heard an American say get fucked. I think they say go go fuck yourself. Go, go fuck yourself. But uh yes. Yeah, like, with pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that's an option? <laughs> but you know, I think Australia's like get fucked. It's got it's great. It's got real impact. I like it. The, the, the Australian way is fuck off, mate. <laughs> like the, the, you mate, fuck off, mate. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Love, love swearing. Very, very sweary episode. <laughs> Bring the kids. Okay. Uh, Bring on those sponsors. <laughs> Next question is, where did Bart shoot? He named a city that he shot in the game and he realised it was... Um, it, the, you want the city or the state? Both. Have you got both? Yeah. It's Salem, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Salem, Oregon reminds me of two things. The film, Salem's mm-hmm. Lot, and Salem from... Uh, What's her name? Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the cat. <laughs> Not Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but no. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, yes. Yeah, Salem the Talking Cat, that's right. If I had a female cat, I would probably name it Salem, although okay. people would start going, oh, you like, um... <laughs> what's it, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, do you? I like Salem's lot, dude. <laughs> and a bit of Melissa Joan Hart, please. Seems like a lovely lady. Oh, I'm sure she's fine. <laughs> I, never re- I never really got into... Um... Into Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Well, it was just you would have been like in your twenties by that point, right? Yeah, it would have been sus for me to yeah. be into it. <laughs> Sabrina the Twenty Something Witch. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, when Homer wakes up on the couch, how many more days is it till Christmas that he thinks it? Four, because it's December sixth. That's correct. <laughs> yes. My final question is: What doesn't? How do you cor- correctly pronounce this? Is it the astrolabe? Is this is the answer. Yeah, Astrolabe. Astrolabe. Yeah. What What does it come with? Oh, hmm. Uh, I, I I don't know. <laughs> a notepad and a pen that writes upside down. 
Oh, of course, yeah. yeah we just did our whole review on the pen from Seinfeld. Should have known this. I, uh, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw when I saw that, and then I instantly forgot about it. Jack, would, to- at- Jack would totally buy one of these Astro Labs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd throw it out and just keep the pen. Yeah, exactly. What kind of beans would the hobos get from Flanders? Ah, uh, lime, lima beans? Lima beans. Lima beans, that is correct. All right, that is trivia for Tis the 15th season. We'll be right back after this short break with our full in-depth review. Yeah. Good news, everyone. Everyone's favourite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. Yes, it is Tales of Futurama. Each week we'll be going back and revisiting every episode of the series, discussing the themes, gags, and all the Easter eggs you may not have seen the first time around. It's Tales of Futurama, available now exclusively at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date of Tis the 15th Season was December 14th, 2003. It was directed by Stephen Dean Moore and written by one Michael Price. So the episode kicks off, this threw me, the episode kicked off with the Channel 6 Thanksgiving special. I came here for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what the hell is going on here? But uh, yeah, so Kate Brock was not there though, unfortunately. It's just his cardboard cutout because he's in rehab. Question. Hmm? What do you think Kent Brockman would be in rehab for? Do you think it would be glug, glug, glug? Or <laughs> sex addiction. No. <laughs> I'm glad you, you clarified that. <laughs> hubba, hubba. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> oh, but I'm sorry. I've got to go off on a little bit of a nerdy tangent, but it just mm-hmm. made me laugh so much. Um, released last weekend on, well, Amazon Prime, I think all over the world, was a movie called Deep Water, starring Ben Affleck and the lovely Ana Diamas. Uh, And it's a bit of an erotic thriller from the maker of Fatal Attraction, Nine and a Half Weeks. And all the horny dudes of film Twitter, you know, the guys on Twitter who like to talk about movies, or the people on Twitter who like to talk about movies. The Guy Davises of the world, yes. Essentially, yes. We're all like, oh, thank God, they're bringing back the erotic thriller. Yes, it's a a genre that has been neglected for far too long. (laughs) Yes, and someone put... (laughs) The people of film Twitter, when an erotic thriller is mentioned, and it's... (laughs) Just a gif of, hubba, hubba. <laughs> yeah, just doing all of that. But I I don't know if I'd ever really noticed. I mean, I'm sure my brain or the back of my brain noticed it. Just the way Homer's eyes narrow as as he keep, as the bellboy keeps going through his things. Because he starts off sort of normal eyes. Then they go half. Then they get sort of, yeah, stop that. He's like, stop that. I love my stop, wife. Stop that. I love my wife and family. <laughs> But I don't know. That really is thought, your favourite episode, isn't it? I love it for so many reasons. But <laughs> we have to do that as like a Patreon exclusive so everyone can hear how joyful you are when you reveal it. <laughs> but, hubba, hubba. <laughs> but, I don't know, it just made me laugh. So. Laugh you can't breathe, people. <laughs> ah, laugh to the point where I'm checking out. Okay. But uh, okay, so did we decide what um, what Ken Brockman would be actually be in oh, rehab for? He would. He's drugs all the way, right? He's he's because he's, he's been up all night and needs something to keep him going. I, I don't okay. feel like he, I feel like, I feel like Krusty would be the alcoholic and Brockman Probably, would be the drug yeah. the drug lord. Yeah, but uh, you know, sixties drugs like um, you know, like JFK was on to keep him going. Like uh, yeah. need need some pap pals. <laughs> need some goof. Need to get hepped up on goofballs. <laughs> but he's uh, he's in rehab again. And Homer says he loves the holiday season. I'll see you in spring, Toes. Homer is Homer is all of us at that. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, well, we, we don't really ce- we don't celebrate Thanksgiving here. But what's our equivalent? Do we have an equivalent where we just overeat? 
Besides uh, Christmas Day. I don't think we really do, do we? I don't know if we have a real eating holiday. I mean, uh, a rand a Easter, perhaps? Thanksgiving's like the entree, like the, the warm-up. It really is. To Christmas, isn't it, for Americans? I'm not too sure we have anything. It's just called Sunday night roast dinner here, really, but I just yeah. gorge myself. I love it. But anyway, yeah, so see you in Spring Toes, and we get the... Playing, which is... <laughs> what was the actual title of that? Wasn't it Thus Spreg Zarathustra? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> But it's from 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes, I think that's it. Now in the spirit of the season, start shopping. And for every dollar of crusty merchandise you buy, I will be nice to a sick kid. For legal purposes, sick kids may include hookers with a cold. <laughs> Everyone starts putting up the decorations, the Christmas lights and what. I was like, this is a really quick jump. So was that a Thanksgiving special or not? Because now it's Christmas time. I oh, know, no, no, because no, it's November, isn't it? Thanksgiving is at the end of November, if I'm yeah, correct. So you got yes. oh, I guess... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Can you start putting your Christmas decorations up at the start of December? Yeah, it makes some sense. Some people do that. Because December 6th, yeah, it checks out. It actually checks out. The maths checks out. For some reason in my mind, Thanksgiving, I don't know why I always think this, but it's like in October, but no, it's so much later than that anyway. No, well, our American friends, God bless them, they're just coming up with all manner of excuses just to gorge. Black I mean, Friday sales and you have well, Halloween. And you well, you've have, got Halloween at the end of October, yeah. which is you know, candy central. Yep, yep. You got a you know bit of November to to calm down, but is it, I, is is Black Friday prior to Thanksgiving or? I think I think it's the day after because everyone's. Like, I think Thanksgiving's usually on a Thursday. Thursday, and then it's the the Friday after. And yeah, you have the sale, sure. yeah. and but everyone's sort of like, oh, I'm full of food, and I bought a big screen TV. Time to you know just kick back and then and then you got a month of planning for Christmas. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the most wonderful time of the year. Those three months. You know, one of the best feelings in life, more when you're growing mm-hmm. up, I guess, like when you're you know, 10 to, say, 15. <laughs> Touching your wiener. <laughs> Going and fucking yourself. <laughs> uh, when you have received all your Christmas presents, right, and it's just that period of when everyone's gone home and you've just got time to chill and just enjoy the presents, whether it be a movie that you've just received or whatever. That time used to be my favourite time of the year, just to, <laughs> this is my time, everyone's gone, it's quiet, I can enjoy these presents. I tend to do that at the end of a Christmas day for yeah for a while there was like I mean I never got a whole heap of presents we did the Chris Kringle and the and the Davis family but like you get maybe four or five presents including maybe one that you'd bought yourself just a little treat for yourself and I always used to be like a little pharaoh and like put them in a nice little pile somewhere and just look at oh look at look at the things that I've got now look at that I've got a nice bottle of whiskey and Tenet on Blu-ray and or Tenet on 4K even and a new shirt. Oh, I'll look good in that and I'm going to have a sip of that and I'm going to watch that. But yeah, I felt good. It's good. It's, it's, I love it. It's, it's the yeah. best feeling. <laughs> oh, we, we only have to wait nine months. I know, right? Oh, uh, would you like me to buy you a present tomorrow, Mr. Davis? Uh, only if I can buy you one, Mr. Dando. Okay, then. We'll, we'll work something out. Uh, let's just buy something for ourselves. <laughs> it's so much easier. <laughs> gift, gift, like gift card. I, I spent $50 on him. He spent $50 on me. How about we just spend $50 on ourselves? Call it even. It's a good idea. <laughs> Cut out the middleman. Exactly. So, yeah, Homer accidentally kills the birds with the Christmas lights and covers them with snow, as everyone would. <laughs> and then the stockings are being put up and Grandpa's got his bag. What are these bags called? Oh, well, that's an IV drip, isn't it? IV drip, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And it's Grandpa on it. Marge has put... Jumpers on all the pets, including Homer. He's struggling to get it off. We tried to put some socks on Jet the other day. He was not having it at all. I'll bet he wouldn't. He's just not. Because the thing is, he's got these like allergies during this time of the year, so he gets itchy feet. Oh. So we thought maybe we'd put these special dog socks on him and prevent his feet from touching the, the grass seeds and stuff that make him itchy. No. Nah. 
<laughs> oh, poor old Jet. Not having, yeah, he's having, a, he's having a tough time at the moment, the old boy. It was actually nine <gasps> years ago today, we got the Facebook memory, nine years ago today, the 23rd of March as we record this, when we picked up Jet from, from oh. where we bought him from. He looks, he looks at the camera and is just like, the fuck is this? What's going on here? <laughs> but this is where we get the secret Santa at the power plant. And Carl gives Homer a DVD player and Magnum PI season one on DVD. And I was like, that's a fucking killer secret Santa present. That is really good. You would want a Chris Kringle or a secret Santa like Carl. No, or Lenny. I know. Carl got it for Homer and Homer was Lenny's like secret Santa. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, DVD player in 2003, that shit ain't cheap. No. And you were paying like 50, 60 bucks for like one season oh, of a TV show at that point. Yeah, it was really expensive. I remember when I used to get DVD sets and I was like always annoyed when it wasn't an extravagant box. <laughs> I used to love the ones that you'd fold out and the, had the booklet. And you know, I used to love, it's one of the things why I like getting board games. The the initial opening of a board game is like the best part, like the <laughs> popping the things out and just checking and reading the rules and stuff. Like It's like, the, that's what it used to be like with buying a DVD. The Simpsons ones especially used to come with like a big booklet with mm. like a, a letter from Matt Groening and stuff like that. And it was so exciting. I used to, I remember the times when you would actually like go on like, remember Easy DVD, the website? Yes. You used to go on there and it'd have like coming soon. I'd be like, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. Oh yeah, I'm I was all over that. that. <laughs> <laughs> they, st- they still have that to some degree, Easy DVD. I mean. Is it still around? It is. Yeah. How is a shop that only sells physical media still alive? Well, it's like JB, I guess. No, but they, they don't. That's why they have white goods now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're keeping their overheads low. I don't know. But there's still an easy dvd.com.au site that I'll occasionally check out because their coming soon section is a bit more comprehensive than other places. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad they're, that they're still existing because um they gave me lots of joy over the years when I was growing up. Same but yeah, here. So, yeah. So they got the secret, have we got a secret Santa gift from, uh, from Carl and it was a killer present. Homer then goes to get Lenny's present, which is just outside the door. Yeah. It's always funny when they go, it's just outside this room. And he walks off to get it. Here's the vending machine, smashes it open, gets him some certs. Mm. Now, certs are like mints. Um, and he, tell, he says the spirit of Retson here. Do you know what Retson is? No, I was hoping you would tell me. Retson is a trademarked name by certs for a mixture of copper, gluconate, partially hydrogenated cottonseed oil and flavoring. So basically, it's like the what makes... Certs, I'm assuming. Okay. And it's like it's like their thing, Spirit of Retson. It's a, Retson. a trademark name. But to non-American listeners, uh, viewers of this show, it's like, what the hell is he talking about? Anyway, <laughs> that's what it's apparently talking about. This gift stinks. Homer, you're the most selfish man I know. Oh, come on. Mr. Burns is way more selfish. That evil old bone bag, smelling of death, nose like a vulture. Followed everywhere by the kiss-ass Smithers. <laughs> yes, that describes Kathy and personnel to a T. <laughs> I liked the payoff to this joke. So did I, actually. I mean, I was initially <laughs> going to use Kathy and personnel as a, tr- as a trivia question, but when they actually paid off by revealing Kathy and personnel, who's basically Smithers in a wig. I burns in a wig. Burns in a wig. What am I saying? Smithers in a wig. Goodness me. <laughs> ah, sorry, I'm, off the, I'm a little off my game today. But yes, Burns in a wig. It's like, okay, well... No, that puts pay to that. Yeah, you know, Burns is giving out his, the Christmas Boni, which is a $5 cafeteria voucher and a confectioner's card for your boy featuring a current baseballer, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> yes, it seems they're letting ethnics in the big leagues now. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Kathy enters. Yeah, very nice. Excellent. Nice Excellent, yes. However, then takes the card to the Android dungeon. I always just like the visual. I feel like it'd be a lot of fun to animate inside the Android's dungeon. 
the comic book shop. It always is just bright and fun. Well, indeed, but basically all we got from uh, from this trip to the Android's Dungeons was a whole lot of comic book guy butt crack. I need money for Christmas. Can I get anything for this Joe DiMaggio baseball card? It's kind of old. I'm sorry, but I'm afraid your card is only worth everything I've got! Everything! Take it! Oh no! I've smudged it with nacho fingers! I must deftly lick it off. Deftly. Thank you, freak. I like the word deftly. Deftly, yes, indeed. <laughs> but um, just the, the close-up of the close-up there of comic book guy's tongue. Yeah, kind of odd. Not not cool. Well, to to quote Homer, freak. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky uh, Agnes, though, right? Oh dear God. <laughs> I imagine comic book guy would be a generous and thoughtful uh, lover. A definitely lover. In that regard. <laughs> Family are watching Christmas with California prunes. I've got here, this wasn't terrible. It was fine, but it just felt like time wasting. I've written down, hmm, that's too much prunes. Yeah, it's going, it's going for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I set the stopwatch, that would probably go for, what, 30 seconds, maybe 40? I reckon at least close to 30 seconds, I reckon. Yeah. yeah like, which, which is a long time. We've yeah. only got 22 minutes. This gag could be told in like a third of that time. Yeah, like you could have had like the first opening line or whatever, and that's it. You didn't need the whole thing. No. And then it's just just paid off with that's offensive to Christians and prunes. Anyway, Homer, moving along. Homer then says that we're going to go shopping at the Springfield Heights Promenade because uh, we've got all this money. That's where the rich people. That's a rich person's mall. Well, it's always nice when you can go to the better mall. And I'm yeah. not going to name names in Geelong, but there's. Two malls, and one's a little better than the other. One's kind of like a market, shaped like a square. Yes, and one is closer to the bay. One's one's, one's a, a field that's kind of on the west side of town. It's on the... Yeah. <laughs> but it's the rich person's malls. We said they're going to shop till, shop till we droop. I mean, drop. That's a very violent image, Lisa. I like shop till we droop. They then arrive at the promenade. Did you see Brockman's there? He's obviously got out of rehab. I didn't. I, I, no, I mm. noticed that he was back later in the episode, but I didn't see him at the uh, the mall. Sharp eyes, Dando. Eagle eyes. <laughs> Homer then says they're going to buy gifts for each other and then we'll buy a Christmas tree so big the absence from the forest will cause mudslides and flooding. And everyone's happy about that. Bart is then playing the video game, blowing up state capitals until he realises it's educational, which is a gag they've used time and time again, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes, he doesn't like being educated. Exactly, yeah. Marge getting undies for Homer. She uses the work as an example for double the size. They fold it up and stand back when you open it. I feel like there's probably workers that like, what's a really, a place that likes to think is expensive? Maya, for example. Mm. Maya just feels like you're going there. It's like, this place feels like it's got the vibe in here, like it feels like it's better than what it is. Maya is no better than like a big W in my opinion. It just likes to <laughs> pretend that it is. But there's obviously, there's got to be workers there who are so fucking bored that they would love to like fold the clothes or whatever because it just seems like the wa- yeah. workers always walking around with nothing to do there. I haven't done a whole lot of that kind of nine to five work in that regard. But I'm always a bit terrified of like, oh, I'm going to have to make myself look busy. <laughs> yeah, that's the hardest part. Making yourself look busy is the hardest part. If you can't, The worst thing about a job is when you can't find a hiding spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You used to make yourself look pretty busy at pop culture though. I know, I even, even when I wasn't doing Jack. <laughs> You used to sit there with your glasses on, with the eyes drawn on the front. <laughs> <laughs> Doing pretty good so far. Uh, Keering for Marge, Keering for Bart. <gasps> that thing for me. 
Oh, God, it's so unnecessary. Oh, you have excellent taste. This is our finest talking astrolabe. It also comes with a notepad and pen that works upside down. I'm upside down so much. Oh, if I buy this, I won't have anything left for a Christmas tree. Today is the birthday of comedian Margaret Cho. That's the birthday I'm always forgetting. I must have it. So we're on the way home and... The kids want the Christmas tree. And Homer's like, well, okay, I've only got $2, but yeah. we'll, we'll make something happen. He drives through a rough neighborhood with a very creepy Christmas convoy song playing. Indeed. Have we ever spent much time on the wrong side of the Springfield tracks? Not all that often, but I always enjoy it when we do because it's so different. It is, isn't and, it? Yeah. yeah. It happens in the episode Bart versus Thanksgiving from like season two. Mm. Bart goes to the other side and like he literally crosses train tracks to get there. <laughs> it's the other side of the tracks. Star shone bright that silent night, 90 miles out of Major Town. Hauling gold and myrrh and frankincense, three kings put the hammer down. Cause we got a Christmas convoy, ain't she a beautiful face? We gotta roll this trucking convoy to see the newborn king. Convoy. 10-4, King of the Jews. That song was super creepy, wasn't it? It was. Christmas Convoy. Yeah, not good. It's, it's the voice as well. Just reminded me of something from Deliverance. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know the Convoy song, of course. You know, the truth. Yes, of course, yeah. yeah. Homer sings it when he buys a radio for Bart. Mm, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, but this version, yeah, just the, the voice was a little low and a little slow. And, uh, mm, but it really sets the mood, though, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> yeah. Marge says the trees are kind of dry. Just need some love. Rubs it. Yeah, oh, just, what does everything in love catch on fire? Oh, just the friction just sets it ablaze. We're now at home, and as you said earlier, isn't it sufficient? Catch some fire again. <laughs> then the family now know that something is up. Why, why do we have this shit tree? I thought we had enough money for a good one. And we hear the astrolabe say, it's currently 6.31pm in Montreal. The moon is waxing tonight. <laughs> Homer says, oh, Maggie's speaking. Wowee. And then they realise, wait a minute, what the fuck? This guy's bought something extravagant for himself, which I was yes. kind of like... Well, and he's allowed to. It it, it kind of sucks that... I, th- I think it adds insult to injury that he's got key rings. If he didn't promise the tree in the first place, it wouldn't be so bad, but yeah. True. So, yeah, so he, yeah, he bought key rings for them and his big present for himself, yeah. Anyway, we get this is where we get the line of, if I'm happy, I'm less abusive to you, and I've just got, yikes. <laughs> they say, no, you're, this time you're just plain selfish. They all leave, and the Ashley retur- reminds Homer that he is, or it is not returnable. Yeah. It's going to be testing the smoke alarm for the next three hours. We're now with Homer and Marge in bed, and he's trying to justify to Marge, oh, well, you know, you call me selfish, Miss Supercuts over here. <laughs> we get the cuts out good enough for you. And she says, no, look, Christmas is a time we're supposed to think about others, and you just do not do that. So she sends him to the couch. I like this when Homer's like, just yell at me now and get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked Marge's anger strategy. Oh, yeah. Where she's just going to just... dole it out yep. over not even weeks, months. She says days and weeks, yeah. Okay, yeah. not even days, weeks. <laughs> but, you know, just when you think, you know, I've, I've calmed down and everything's going to be cool again, nope, here's some more. When you're <laughs> most content, I'm going to jab you with it. Yeah, it's like, that's some really good passive-aggressive jujitsu by Marge. Props to Marge. Santa was in an awful pickle. Beatniks had given drugs to the reindeer, and uh, they were no darn good. So Santa placed a call to Secretary of Defense Melvin Laird. Jimmy Stewart as a puppet is just wrong. I just like this because it reminded me of those Christmas films I used to watch when I was a kid. Like the Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer was one. And I get you. I think like Jack Frost, I think, was like one of it. The Year of Santa Claus, I think, was in it. And like there was like an, mm. a, 
uh, like a Jack Frost. Not, not the like gear without guy. Santa Claus. Is there one called a gear without gear Santa without Santa Claus? Claus? That might be it. Yeah, and then there's like a a, a villain who's like cold, and then there's a, 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 a there's like a character that's like all fire and stuff. It's uh, I used to love it, but just the visual of it, just the way it was. I wouldn't say it was claymation. It was like puppets, wasn't it? Yeah, that the old the old Rankin Bank ones, Rankin Bass. Yeah, they, so they are, okay. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and a few others yeah. like that. And you know, Elf. The Will Ferrell movie, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like that stuff. Yeah, yeah they, really they like pay that. tribute to that with the with some of their business. Yeah, and they actually got in trouble for some of it because I was saying it was blatantly ripping off. And they tried to sue them. Yeah, oh, and we can let them do it. But it was a tribute. They're like, it's an homage. Yeah. Like, yeah, and you're also making a mon- you're making money from it. So you can give us some money. It's like, <gasps> fuck you, mate. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> this is where Homer sees Mister McGrew's Christmas Carol, and this got me thinking: how awesome would it have been? in like the early 90s when the Simpsons are at the peak of their power if they did a proper like Christmas Carol special oh, yeah. everyone does it but I think if they did this 10 years earlier it would have I reckon it would have been it would have been so good like have Conan O'Brien on the writing team and stuff it would have yeah. been so awesome have the, have the real with all due respect to Simpsons HQ have the real A team working on it <laughs> yeah it just would have been great you could have had a bit of Troy McClure a bit of um Oh, what's, what's, who, who voiced Troy McClure? Fuck, Phil Hartman. Phil. Phil Hartman involved in the Christmas, be, being the narrator or something. Mm. Would have been so good. <laughs> maybe, maybe who, who would have been a good character to do it? I mean, the obvious one would have been Burns, right? You'd think so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll never get that, unfortunately, but... In, in our minds, we can. Use your imagination yes. out there, listeners. Homer loves the, the blind, senile old man, and this is where we get Grandpa outside the window. <laughs> and then we are, we get Homer watching the uh, the Christmas special. And like, leave McGrew alone. Take Tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where he sees the tombstone and he's unloved by all. So basically it just gives Homer... Thought he was unloved by Al, which is pretty bad. At- Originally, yes. Especially for, uh, Al from Tim, the, from our home improvement. <gasps> we all want his love. Who are... Because who, he, he loves everyone. Exactly. Except for Tim. Well, I guess he kind of loves Tim. But the, the this whole thing here, again, it just kind of felt like you're just t- wasting time here. Y- yeah, the, the, these felt a little stretched out. But yeah, so Homer watches the Christmas special here and he realises that, you know, it's four more days to Christmas, even though it's more than four more days. He's got enough time to reform himself. He's going to pull a, an Ebenezer and make him, <laughs> make, make everyone love him again. And the family explained to him that wasn't just a random movie, that was A Christmas Carol. And TV writers have been milking that for like years, <laughs> like 160 years. And we get the, the Urkel uh, Christmas special, then we get the Star Trek one. As much as Star Trek one, pretty good. Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely watch that one. I'd probably yeah. not watch the Urkel one. No, Scotty. <laughs> God, I'm so fat. <laughs> That's the second time they've made fun of Scotty being fat. How dare they? Yeah. Right. By the way, it was uh, William Shatner's 91st birthday? 91st? Is he 91? Wow, yeah, wait. Just dude. recently. I believe over the weekend. He's doing well for his age. He's indeed. Motherfucker went to space last year. <laughs> I know. And was and as we pointed out on that episode, was duly respectful of going into space. Yeah. Well, he went to space when he was 90? Yeah. Wow, wait. No. Oh, man. And to use my favourite new saying, what a lord. I know, right? What a lord indeed. <laughs> this is where Homer promises to be the nicest man in town. This time he means it because he's sober-ish. Yeah. The Flanders are then on their way to give some old clothes to the hobos, but Homer has beat them to it. He's already done it. Even though the pants smell worse than the ones... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's what he wants. He then gives Lenny the photo cube filled, uh, file down on the on the corners there. And Lenny says, oh, I only sings a little bit here. <laughs> my, I think my favourite bit of that whole thing was the thumbs up from Carl on the side. I didn't see that. No, he's... <laughs> 
he's getting, uh, you know, Lenny's getting poked in the eye with the thing. Oh, it only stings a little. And you see Kyle, yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that's a, re- a really positive thumbs up. Well, the eye thing is clearly a thing now. I mean, if you if you were watching this without knowing the eye gag, you'd be like, what the fuck is happening right now? Indeed, but, you know, you're, you're almost wondering, oh, I'm not supposed to get... Oh, okay. Well, this one actually doesn't seem too bad. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, a nice line from from Flanders just prior to that, the whole giveaway, when you know Homer's already beat him to the punch with the charity, and it's like, oh, we got a good Sam log jam. You know, I'm, yes. I'm sucker for a good rhyme, so a bit of a good Samaritan log jam there. There's some good Flanderisms in this episode for sure. There are indeed, but also, yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about that. But yeah, they did Flanders a bit dirty in this episode, I think. Mm, sometimes, yeah. I also thought that he did Marge a bit dirty in this next scene eating the pork chop. I was like, this is creepy. Marge, do you want this last pork chop? <gasps> I dreamed of the day you'd say that. <laughs> oh, your thoughtfulness tastes so good. <laughs> and tears are the sweetest sauce. <laughs> All right, now you're starting to creep me out. So we're now at the church and Homer is competing with Flanders for who can collect the most money in the collection plates, <laughs> dueling plates, and he nudges Mr. Burns. I like that Homer's, you know, he's like, okay, Burns, he's got the most money. I'm going to keep yeah. jabbing. Just keep jabbing. <laughs> yep. he, he knows it's good for more than just a coin and a bottle top. So, yep. Oh, the, the second <laughs> time just gives him one more coin. <laughs> <laughs> and Homer and Reverend, they're very um, very rude to Flanders here. Like, Reverend, he's, he's always been like this, he's always about the money. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't hear scrubbing. <laughs> That's like I mean, I think The Simpsons is, you know, it can be an equal opportunity offender, but can also be an equal opportunity respecter. But I don't think it's got a lot of time for hypocrites. And you know, Reverend Lovejoy, well, yeah, I think for the most part, he's kind of got his eyes on the prize. <laughs> you know, you see, I think he runs his religion a little bit like a business, where someone like Ned is more spiritually based. Oh, very nice, Ned, but uh, I'm afraid you're a distant second this week. I'm not looking for glory or wealth. I'm just buying that stairway to heaven Jesus sang of. That was Led Zeppelin. Get back to your bong, hippie. (laughs) Daddy, are you jealous of Brother Homer? Eh, maybe just a tad, Dodd. I'm jealous of girls because they get to wear dresses. One problem at a time, boy. Marge is really proud of Homer now, and I uh, know he's made a lot of changes. He's very positive, and everyone's starting to like him and enjoy his company. And this is where he reveals that he's gone the next step, and he's re- built an ice rink to scanning for everybody in his backyard. And I was like, so this guy's gone from having $2 left to buy a Christmas tree to somehow building a skating rink. How'd yeah. that happen? Yeah, I think he's taken out a fourth mortgage on uh, Evergreen Terrace. Comic book guy gets uh, fucked over again here. He splits his pants, activates his clocking device, which also splits. So he engages the candy bar. <laughs> We've all done that. Flanders is then bringing sandwiches to all the homeless guys here. Indeed. All the hobos, as you said. Indeed, just, I like the sign over the uh, over the shelter. One hot and maybe a cot. Oh, I like that. But the song here, did you hear? Right down Boozy Bum Lane. lane. Yeah. And then the Anaside Order of Shame. shame. <laughs> yeah, so... He loves, he loves shaming people, doesn't he? I guess he does, but most of the time I think he does a pretty good job of hiding that, hiding the self-righteousness. Normally with Ned, it comes across like he's legitimately doing it because he legitimately cares about his fellow man. That's a lesson he's taken away from his faith. But I think every once in a while you get a writer on The Simpsons like, no one's that good. And so yeah. they... Make him jealous, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess that's not altogether a bad thing. It, it, 
you know, rounds out the character. It shows that there's more to Ned than just his faith. I mean, he's a human being like everybody else. He occasionally wants to get busy, as he has done in the past. So, um, and, and the thing is that in contrast to the Homer loves Flanders story, where it was very similar, where Homer does good things and Flanders gets jealous, it wasn't Homer competing with Flanders. It was Homer wanted to spend time with Flanders, so he would do things to help Flanders out, but everyone, mm. but he was then getting the credit for us. That's where Flanders' jealousy came from. Yeah. But he's like, as you would say, this man isn't good. He is annoying. He's very, very <laughs> annoying. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I, one of my favorite lines from Homer of all time is when they give Homer credit for his recent charity work and he stands up and he's like, I live to, to give. give. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that episode. It's so great. <laughs> but anyway, so he goes to the Simpsons house, realizes that all the hobos, as Flanders calls them, are at their house and he just gets angry because he's basically been replaced or uh, usurped as um, as Nelson says. Yes. We now get the Brockman news report. He says Santa Claus is dead. Kent, Kent's out of rehab. Hooray. Yeah, he is. Yeah, hooray for Brockman. And since there's an even fatter man in Springfield now holding families at nice point. <laughs> uh, did you like the retouched photo of Bart being taken out and flowers put in instead? Oh, so I miss it's, that. It's, a, it's, a, it's Homer going like this, like strangling, yeah, and Marge and Lisa going, <gasps> in the background. But he's but holding flowers. He's holding flowers. Ah, clever. <laughs> Ooh, that Homer just burns my waffles. Pain is the cleanser. Pain is the cleanser. Excuse me, my car broke down. Oh, I'll give you a jump. I'll rotate your tires. I'll even fold up that map for you. I know they can be a dickens of a doozy. Back off, creep. I was looking for Homer Simpson's house. (sighs) Tears it. I'll show Homer. I'm going to be the nicest man this world has ever seen. I said man, not man god. Keep your pants on. This is where he decides he's going to hand out presents to everybody as a way of getting back at Homer. I'm the nicest guy, and I was like... This just doesn't feel very Flanders. You're making it out like the character is doing it for the glory of it all. Absolutely. That's not why he would be doing this. It's an overreach. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel very Flanders to go, well, I'm going to show him. I'm going to be the nicest guy. And I was like, oh, no, this this isn't quite right. You haven't quite hit the mark here. But he's handing out presents dressed as Santa Claus, and he says that he's rented out the house to a fraternity to help pay for it all. And then Homer sees him. He's like, oh, my God, it's so pathetic. And Bart's playing with his crusty operation. What what does he tweeze? Oh, the wang. Mm. <laughs> not fun not fun at all well, <laughs> yeah, it depends oh, that's it I'm going to pull an Oprah and go buy everyone a car what's that one good American car what do you reckon is that one good American car the Mustang probably yeah who knows write in listeners what's that one good American car if you know anything about cars but Lisa says you don't have to outdo Flanders that's not what it's about you know Having less things might make people happier. So just remember, the spirit of the season is material gifts aren't the answer. This gives Homer the idea to steal everyone's presents that Flanders has given out, and we get the little thought bubble of the uh, of the Buddha. Indeed, yeah. But, um, I, I like Homer's sort of kinetic way of thinking when it's coming together, like the car, the sweater, Buddha. Hmm, how can I make that work? How can I understand that in a way that's quintessentially Homer? Turn him into a car thief. <laughs> This was actually the first reference to Lisa being Buddhist since the episode She of Little Faith, I believe. I can't recall another another time when they reference her Buddhism. I don't think she's name-checked her Buddhism any time since. No. It's important they do. <laughs> it's a big character change. Equal representation, yes. You're a hero. Homer J. You're as crafty as a skunk. Thank you in the morning for stealing Flanders junk, Homer J. 
you're a double bacon genius burger and just a little drunk. What's the song called again? The Grinch one? Is it You Were a Rotter, Mr. Grinch? Um, or You're a Mean you're, One, you're, Mr. Grinch? You're, you're, a mean, you're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Yes. You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, yeah. But this one's sung by Dan Castellano. It just sounds like he's having a great time. Dan's doing a lot of good work this episode. I mean, that was him yeah. uh, voicing Mr. McGrew, I'm, I'm guessing. He did Jimmy Stewart as well. Oh, boy. <laughs> Should have got Guy Davison. <laughs> or maybe not, because that sounds more like Jimmy Cagney. <laughs> I was not a fan of Homer chloroforming a poo's child. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, okay, so you've, you've, you've shown the chloroform. Okay, well, he's not going to chloroform the baby. What's he, what's he actually going to do? Oh, no, 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 no. He just chloroformed the baby. <laughs> okay, then. He probably used just the appropriate amount. I imagine he was quite sensitive in the way he did it. Okay. Oh, no worries. I'll, um, I'll keep that in check when I'm chloroforming your children. <laughs> <laughs> keep that in mind when you need a babysitter. <laughs> Let's get Guy in. Or oh, maybe not. He's finally gathered up all the presents and he says, oh, I'm waiting to hear everyone happy, but they're all angry, including Snake. You know, this is how it feels when people steal from <laughs> you. He's got to go Robbie shrink. I didn't like the Nelson moment here. It's just, it's, it's, the thing is like, this gag. It's not it's a great too gag. Sad. It's too sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just sad. They always take it just a little bit too far. Yeah, there's, just, there's nothing funny about him wanting his father back. You know, it's just it's just sad. The best the best variation on that ever is in Iron Man three, mm. where um, uh, Tony Stark meets the little kid in that small town, and you know he's asking the kid about his uh, about his family. And he goes, uh, well, my mum works as a waitress, and uh, my dad went out for scratches, and I guess he did well because I haven't seen him in like five years." <laughs> Like that's a good twist on that line. I mean, that's a, it's an old gag about you know, Dad went out for a packet of cigarettes and never came back. But you know, yeah, Dad went out for scratches. I guess he did pretty well. The mob then arrives, shaking their fists in gratitude, and they're throwing, they're pelting Homer with snowballs. They're all pissed off. I don't think they're shaking the fist with gratitude. That's what Homer says. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Flanders says no, maybe he was wrong in the first place for even giving them gifts at all, and they throw fucking snowballs at Flanders and knock him out. And Homer points at the light in the sky, which is actually a flare from Mole Man. He's mm. looking for help. But thankfully, those are those rescue dogs have arrived, so Thank he'll be fine. goodness, yes. <laughs> he'll be all right. They'll look after him. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Stop that! You can't prey on city property. Let's just say that on this day, a million years ago, a dude was born who most of us think was magic. But others don't, and that's cool. But we're probably right. Amen. Amen. Then he hands out the gifts again, the ones that he took away. And they say, this is such a great feeling. Everyone's happy. Not even Moe's annual suicide attempt can ruin it. Even Wiggum's just like, we just get this over with? I ain't got all day drama queen. Yeah. And he accidentally falls and hurts himself. And everyone sings. Is the song Glory to the Newborn King? Is that what it's called? Or what's the song called? Mm-hmm. You carol. Glory to, to the, the Newborn King. King. Well, yeah. Everyone, you know everyone the song that's, that's what, yeah. Everyone knows the song. That's how everyone refers to it, certainly. Yep, most seen it as well, all fucked up on the ground. And <laughs> all fucked up upon the ground. <laughs> we get the astrolabe saying this is the birthday of our Lord Jesus Christ and Barbara Mandrell. The snake steals it, and that is the end of the episode. Indeed. By the way, Dando, a quick Google revealed that the song is actually just called Newborn King. Newborn King. Okay, I thought I had Newborn King in there somewhere, yes. But yes, tis the 15th season, a fine Christmas special, not... By any means, the best. 
Some would say the worst we've had so far. <laughs> Some would say that. Uh, would would Dandorn Guy say that? Probably not. But it was it fine? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. I, I think there's been... It's, it was just different. It was I don't know. I feel like if it was going to be a take on a Christmas special, the entire story should have been a take on a Christmas special. It was different, but not different enough. No, not different enough at all. No. It also went over a bit of old territory. It's like, eh, this looks familiar. Been here before. What did we learn, Palmer? All right, so what did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? That while it may be so unnecessary, I would probably throw down five bills on an astrolabe. Which... <laughs> <laughs> It's. It seems like in 2003 it would have been okay, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Given that we're heading into what... Pre-Google, pre pre-Google. Yes. Given that we're heading into what appears to be a very cold winter, in ter- well, Australian speaking, uh, in terms of finances and, I don't know, the world and everything, yes, probably don't spend $500 on an astrolabe. <laughs> Save it for, you know, blankets and fuel and shotguns and all that kind of business. Um, but back in, the, back in 2003... Yeah, I'd probably have thrown down that amount for an astrolabe. And then I probably would have had to invent eBay um, so I could get on to the new year and say, anyone want to give me 300 for this? I learned in this episode that the lovely Louise is in fact not a sex doll. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. It was, pretty, it was pretty awkward when I saw the fucking selfie at uh, Food Fighters and it's just this sex doll next to Cry Guys. It was kind of weird. <laughs> From this day forward, your name shall be... Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship for Tis the 15th season. I am joined right now, of course, by the one and only Guy Davis, the host of the Guy Davis New Name Championship, some would say. The current leaderboard, though, stands at this before we get into this week's new names. In third position, Philip Hawkins on five. Uh, Nora Cocker. Coca? I always say Cocker. Coca. You do. Uh, on six points in second position. and Nora, t- let us know. It's Coca. She's told us. I'm pretty sure she told, she told okay. us. <laughs> and in first position, it's Luke McKay and Garoad Harryhill on seven points each. All right. So, what are the new names this week, Mr. Davis? Right. Oh, Mr. Dan Doe. Okay. To begin with, mm-hmm. one point goes two ways. That's right. Two people get a point each. Well, it is the Christmas season, is it not? Fifth, the 15th it's, season? <laughs> I, I live to give. Uh, <laughs> and I'm giving out points. And this time, one of those points goes to the name that is so divisive. We can't make up our minds about it. I'm going to say it's Nora Coca. <laughs> Nora, now equal first with Luke and Garoad. What has Laura yeah. sent in this week? You know what a sucker I am for a doe. And this ties it all very nicely together with it's a one doeful life. Oh, that's perfect. Well done, Nora. Well it's done, Miss Coca. Mm, indeed. Do we call her Miss Cola? Is that what we should call her? Miss, how about Miss Nora? Miss Nora. I like it. Yeah. It sounds like the librarian. Miss Nora, Nora. can I please please read this book? Miss Nora? Please, Miss Nora. (laughs) Continue. Two points, two points. (laughs) No, no. Another one point. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Another one point goes to Philip the Hawk Hawkins. Oh, now he is... Oh, he already was an outright second, but now he's boosted up. He's higher. He's on six points now. Hmm. He gave us what I thought was a pretty nice one. Mm -hmm. The Enlightenment Before Christmas. Yeah, I like it. Not bad, not bad. I think it's pretty good. Worthy of the one. <laughs> and who's worthy of the two? Why, it's International Person of Mystery, D.L. Gorman. D.L. Gorman, now outright second with old Philip J. So, what has D.L. sent in? Well, D.L. gave us two good ones, hence Ooh. the two points. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm scheming of a heist Christmas. I like it. You know, it's pretty heist. good, it was, isn't There was it? a heist, there was a scheme. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, it, it's got it all in there. 
And also because, you know, I like my doles, the first doel. Yep. I think we've had that with another... I, I don't think DL would rehash a name. I don't think they'd sink to that level. But I feel like we've had that for a previous Christmas one. But I'll accept it because it's your 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 special your your series here. So you you, you make the decision. So I don't do- I don't recall having heard it before. But okay. our listeners have long memories and sharp ears, and good looks, and you know big body parts. Um, they've got it all going on. So if they know it, and they take umbrage or offence or whatever, let us know, and I will ignore your complaint. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was the two. Yes. D.L. Gorman. So who gets three points? Drum roll for three. What is it? Jordan Seville. Jordan Seville now on four points, which puts them equal... Oh, no, not equal. Outright third. Okay. That well done, could be Jordan. Saville. It could be Seville. I'm, Seville. I'm sure. Seville sounds far more up, upper class. Seville. Mm, as opposed to Sava. Sounds like a... On your Savo. Fa- sounds like a fancy restaurant. What, what, would the, um, what would the cuisine be, though, at Seville? I want to say French, but maybe a French-Spanish fusion. Mm, see, I can, I can, I can buy that. Yeah, apparently there's a really good French restaurant in Geelong right now. It's as as close to eating in France as you're going to get. I, I've had nothing but amazing reviews. What is the name of it? I'm not too sure, but I know it's on Marble Street, up the top near Oxygen Music on that side. Mm. And apparently, it feels like you're actually in France oh, when you're there. The way it's all decked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one because um, the lovely Louise and I, not a sex doll. I went there uh, on maybe our third or fourth date. Okay. Yeah, I heard it's great. Was it I great? I believe it is Bistro St. John or something along okay. those lines. That's it. Yes. Yes. That's the one. Yep. It is very nice. Yes. It was. Mm-hmm. Collie, that, was, that would have been about three years ago that we were that we had our meal there. We haven't been back since, but, you know, there was a pandemic and all we that. We weren't allowed to do anything since then. That's true. It's not because of the quality of food. It's because of the quality of the air, which is full of microbes and shit. Um, <laughs> but, no, I remember we had a really nice time there and- we were falling in love. It was just very romantic, very, very French. But hey, guess what? We're getting away from Jordan Savile's three pointer. Whoosh. Yeah. That that was me doing it. Swish. Nothing but net. <laughs> uh, Jordan, what, what what was your cool new name? National Buffoon's Christmas Elation. You're going to hate me here. I've never watched a National Lampoon's film from start to finish. A lot of them suck ass. <laughs> okay, so I know there's lots of them. But I've been told Christmas Vacation is worth watching. Christmas Vacation is fine. I mean, I grew up on just regular vacation. Okay. And that sort of set the bar reasonably high. The two good National Lampoon movies are National Lampoon's Animal House and National Lampoon's Vacation. Christmas Vacation is fine. It does have our beloved Julia Louis-Dreyfus in it. And Animal House is Belushi, right? It is, yes. Yep. Um, European Vacation is, yeah, so-so. Fine. Yes. But, um, yeah, Christmas Vacation, a lot of people dig it. I never really got into it. But uh, okay. But National uh, Buffoon's Christmas Elation, however, that's a pretty damn good title, and it's earned... Well done, Jordan. That was me clapping, not doing anything else. Um, uh, yeah, great one, Jordan. Three points, justifiably earned. Well done to you. Now the leaderboard stands at this. Jordan is now in third position on four. Philip Hawkins and DL on six points each uh, in second position. And we have a three-way tie for first at the moment. It's Luke McKay, Garode Harrod-Hill and Nora Coker, Miss Nora, uh, in first position. Well done to everyone who sent in new names this week. Now we've had a bit of a uh, bit of controversy. We mentioned a few weeks ago that I was going to do the whole I'll get the names, yes. send them to you, and you decide. Well, next week we are going to do that. Okay? Oh, okay. So, okay. Gather, so 
Get, get your names in early so you don't miss out. I'm going to gather up the names. I'll send them to Guy and then he'll spend the day. We'll let you guys know when, when it's coming close to an end, when, it, when the cutoff date is. Send them in. This is patrons, by the way. This is in the, in the Patreon group. Mm-hmm. And we will. Um, I'll send all the names to Guy. He will pick the best ones and then we'll see whether Phil Hawkins, Luke McKay and Garode and all them still come out on top. So, <laughs> this is going to be as I said, it will be very interesting. So that will be on next week's episode of Four Finger Discount. But before we do all that, yeah. we have a mailbag to dive into. Ooh, I like a good mailbag. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh! All right, so we're... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we are here with the mailbag for Tis the 15th season. Uh, the first question here comes from Miss Nora. Miss Nora says, What is the best version adaption, adaptation Sorry. Of A Christmas Carol, and why is it The Muppet Christmas Carol? Well, I completely agree. That is always going to be my favourite. It's the I love that movie. I watch it every Christmas two or three times. On Christmas Day, I try to watch it. If I, if I, I'll, if I don't watch it entirely, I'll at least have it on in the background. It's one of those films that I like to just have on. It makes me feel like it's Christmas time. And it's, um, I was very excited because I got the Muppet Christmas Carol soundtrack for Christmas this year uh. on vinyl. And I've, um, I've listened to that numerous <clears throat> times. So I agree with you, Miss Nora. Uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol is my favourite version uh, adaptation of the Christmas Carol. What about you, Mr. Davis? Well, look, it's one that I really need to revisit because I believe I saw it once way, way, way back in the day, probably mm-hmm. when it first came out, and then have not revisited it since. I used to go out with a girl who... Was a sex doll. That's true. <laughs> but that sex doll also loved to watch... I shouldn't say that. No, no. <laughs> No sex dolls in Guy's past. <laughs> but she and her family always used to watch The Muppet Christmas Carol with, with Michael yeah. Caine as Scrooge on Christmas Eve. Uh, and it got me- We're going to sit down and watch it together. Okay, well, that's something we should do this coming Christmas. Really good, really good music. Hmm. Well, and, just, I, and Michael Caine's just amazing as Scrooge. I like Michael Caine. He busts out a couple of songs himself. It's awesome. Fantastic. My favourite adaptation... Hmm. of A Christmas Carol is probably Scrooged. Uh, okay, yes. I think you may have mentioned this and you were you considering doing a commentary for the, for the page. I think it's there's yeah. something that was on the docket, on the table, on the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get around to it. If you are, we will get around if to you're it, all yeah. interested in hearing that, folks, let us know. But yeah, I'm a big, big fan of that one. Uh, Bill Murray as, uh, the, as the Scrooge of the title. Really good casts, really good jokes, big heart, and uh, Annie Lennox and Al Green over the over the closing credits with "Put a Little Love in Your Heart," fantastic song. All right. Well, next question. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I've honestly never seen Scrooge, so I'm going to definitely check it out. Maybe you know, Christmas Carol can be the one that I suggest, and yes. we watch together, and then Scrooge can be the other way. I think yeah. that's a, a wonderful, wonderful plan. Phil Hawkins replied to Nora here. He says the true answer to, the, to this is that Michael Caine plays it completely straight, despite the fact he's playing alongside puppets. Plus, the music rules. I reckon it would work as a stage musical, even without the puppets. And Nora replied, saying, <laughs> My love for Muppet Christmas Carol is so deep that I basically have no use for other adaptations, even though I love the general story. A few years ago, I went to the really nice production of it at the Goodman Theatre in Chicago and was vaguely disappointed by the lack of Muppets. Just felt they belong in the story now. <laughs> Apparently, like, there was a bunch of good adaptations of, Chris- of A Christmas Carol. Um, there's one starring George C. Scott, a Scrooge. Ah, my groin! He doesn't say that in, in A Christmas Carol, unfortunately. But apparently he's really, really good as Scrooge. Oh, my ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> uh, Andrew JP here says, uh, what's your top three? We just pick one, but the top three favourite Christmas episodes from any TV show, animated or live action, comedy, drama, just any, just a TV show. We'll, we'll take Simpsons off the equation, off the, off the board. Christmas specials. I 
Hmm. Nicola always puts the Friends ones on. I, I, I seem to... Have, I just enjoy Christmas-themed episodes in general, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is, because it's just... They, they're always a nice, fun story. Um, I know Seinfeld did a couple which were like set at Christmas, but they weren't mm-hmm. really Christmas stories. They were just set at Christmas, so it's kind of different. Uh, favorite Christmas episode of any TV show? What about you? Can you think of any that come to spring to mind? I, I guess it counts as, a, as TV is, is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a Christmas special. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched that for years, but I always have just, when I think about the music and, you know, think about everyone just sort of digging Christmas, and it's got, and it's got that slightly melancholy feel that Peanuts has, which I kind of dig. Yeah. So I, I like the, um, I liked the, the Friends one where, Ross is trying to teach his kid about Hanukkah. He's dressed up as the the holiday armadillo, and then he's got Santa Claus. A challenge dressed as Santa Claus, and that's that's a funny episode. I like that one. Uh, other Christmas specials. Mm, surely, I'm, uh, this is the thing with my short term memory. I was discussing this at work today, due to the lack of sleep in the last two yeah. years, is just shot. Like I just, <laughs> I can't think of anything. I can't remember what I did this morning. Um, <laughs> let me just think of one more. Uh, Clearly, you went to work. I did. <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, I don't know what else I was doing today. I tend to think of Christmas movies rather than Christmas well, I, TV I, specials. C- call me call me immature, but I like the Shrek Christmas special. Elliot loves it. Oh. It's fun. It goes for like 25 minutes. It's called Shrek the Halls. It's good, wholesome fun. I, I really like Why it. Why would you not take advantage of that title? You know, make as many Shrek puns <laughs> as you can. <laughs> I actually, when I first saw the title Shrek the Halls, I was like, guy, if he saw this, he'd go... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next question here from Georgia Catherine. What's the most selfish thing you've ever done, either now telling it with pride or still with shame? Most selfish thing I've done. Oh, gosh. I'll tell you what. I, um, this actually not, not hurts to, to talk about it, but yeah. I, I remember back to when I was a teenager, and I was just, I mean, I was a thoughtless little shit at times. But there was a, t- I was away at boarding school. Sorry, this makes me sound awfully, you know, one percenter. But I, uh, I was away at, at boarding school. At this, we did this year up in the bush. Uh, my school had this uh, sort of it had a year at a school called Timbertop, and you did a lot of hiking, uh, outdoor activities, all that kind of business. And they had kind of an outdoors shop where you could, you know, get outdoorsy uh, accessories. I mean, at the start of the year, you got your backpack, your hiking boots, all that stuff because you were hiking every week and all that business. But I remember that. Everyone was really mad on these like polar fleece jackets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was getting fucking freezing up there. And I thought, mm, I could justify getting one of these polar fleece jackets because it's cold and I'm cold. And it probably cost a fucking bomb. And I did, and I just sort of went up and said, I'd like one of these, please, sign for it. Just without a second thought. And now that I'm older and sort of making my own money, <laughs> such as it is, I look back and go, why did your parents not smack you around the head some and say, we're not made of money, you little shit? <laughs> <laughs> They never gave me any grief about it, and they did say, actually, look, it's a pretty good investment. You are getting a lot of use out of it. But at the same time, I sort of think I, I, could, I think about, you know, Bob or Margaret opening the bills and going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> especially, especially Margaret. Margaret would say that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, what's this shit? <laughs> I love that I love Bobby's just like, I can't deal with this kid. I'm sending him to boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, look... I, don't, I think they were actually sort of a bit reluctant. They were like, eh, is he up for this? <laughs> Reckon he can handle this? Uh, have, you, have you seen that full metal jacket? He's enough for going hanging out in... in not, I know it's a boarding school, but what is the army? But you would have been... Who was the guy who hit with the soap? Yeah, Goma Pal, the fat fuck. 
I'm not saying this to deflect away from anything. I, wa- I was more private joker in that I was a wiser ass. And, oh, okay then. Yeah. There we go. All right, final question here from Kevin Dental Plan Flood. He says, <laughs> is, <laughs> is there any Christmas media, song, book or movie, etc., that you just can't get behind for them? For him, it is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. I'll, I'll, I really like that tune. It just gets me gets me going. I admire the hustle more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... It signifies Christmas has begun. <laughs> yeah, and it's also Mariah's just like, I think I might write a Christmas song that they'll play every Christmas and I'll just make fucking bank every December. She's been back on it. For, now she's got like Christmas specials because she wrote a fucking song 30 years ago. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I mean, it. I think I've mentioned this in the past about how, you know, the Hugh Grant movie about a boy. Yeah. And how he basically lives on the royalties of the Christmas song that his dad wrote. And I'm like... I would say I, I remember saying to people that I used to work with, we need to collaborate and write a Christmas song or <laughs> something like that, and then just cash in. Ka-ching! Yeah. It's all you about know. love. Love actually. No, he just takes the I feel it in my fingers. And just makes a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there something? I am not a fan of the song "The Little Drummer Boy." Oh, is that the ba ba bum bum? I was going to say the exact same thing. I can't stand yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, it, it, you can try and tart it up and have, you know, that wonderful uh, coming together of generations by having Bing Crosby and David Bowie sing it together. Nope, not buying it. It sucks. It stinks. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the mailbag for Tis the 15th season. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> for <Bug. laughs> It ends with, it stinks. Getting our grinching early. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the review. Thank you so much for your ongoing support listening to the show. The next episode of Four Finger Discount, we will be reviewing the episode Marge versus Singles, Seniors, Childless Couples, and Teens and Gays. Wow, wait. Whoa. A long title. Sounds very 2022. I have, <laughs> I have no idea what this episode's about, besides the fact that Marge clearly doesn't like single, seniors, childless couples, teens, or gays. So we shall, sh- shall soon find out what that episode is like. All right, uh, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. We'd appreciate you guys chucking us five stars and a few kind words. Also, follow us on Instagram at Four Finger Discount, on Twitter at Four Finger Pod. For as little as one single dollar we do, you can join the Four Finger Discount family on Patreon, get early access to all of our shows, access to the Facebook group with all the other patrons, access to Zoom calls with Guy and myself, prize draws, and much, much more. All for as little as one single dollar we do. For one single dollar we do, you'll get access to our audio commentary of The Simpsons movie bang there you go two hours of content straight in your ears for free well for free for one dollar we do it's basically free all right guys thank you once again for your ongoing support mr davis any final words for our incredible listeners out there indeed time for this hippie to get back to his bowl Shh.